All right, so here's what we're going to do. Um, the plan is for the next 20 minutes or so, uh, I want to, we're going to talk about this card in which we are, are passing out. Um, and then we will have the kids and the, the chaperones that, uh, or have them come up and we're going to bring the, the younger kids from the back up in here and they'll, uh, tell us what they, what they learned and whatever. Some of the, the kids want to talk. Some of them don't. They talked enough. Javier, you talked, you want to talk later? Yeah, Maybe. Woo, we got a maybe out of Javier. That's awesome. Um, and then Amelia, where's Amelia? Amelia, yes? Yes? All right, hey, uh, Mike, make sure you, you have Eye of the Tiger ready to play when we get Amelia up here. Yeah, you're going to sing. Yes, we are. Yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, wow. so we have, yeah, we had, we had a great time. We had a great time on the missions trip. And um, what we did on, on this trip is we obviously we went to uh, the St. Louis area. Um, and I, uh, yeah, um, Ashley made a video. I couldn't get the video to, to send to Mike to get it up here. But next week we're going to have a video showing you all the pictures and everything, which is going to be awesome. Um, but uh, we went on this trip to the St. Louis area. Uh, we met up with a friend of mine, uh, Raiden Hollis, and Raiden took and showed us around and um, introduced us to a few different church plants and church planters. And we, hey, Bobby, you're losing. He beat you. Oh, distraction. There's an obstacle in the road. Yeah, I need one of those. Uh, but we, we went around to the, these different church planters um, and we actually got to work at some of the church plants. Um, the, the one group, we went with CBC and um, Community Bible Church, you guys know that. Uh, we went with them and they went to a church in Belleville, which was south of where we were staying. And then we went to a church that was in um, Jennings. No one, don't, don't Google it. Don't even, because you're going to be like, you took my kid to Jennings? Yes, it was a very sketchy part of uh, the city. Um, they were safe. They came home. Um, and mind you, they enjoyed their time there. Uh, we were in a, um, a very interesting neighborhood, different than what most of our children, uh, or we, to be honest with you, are, um, are, are used to. We were in a, a um, all-black church, uh, so we did we stand out? Yeah, we stood out, and you know what? The gospel message, the, the kingdom advancement happened, and it was awesome. Um, so uh, it, was a, it was a great time in which we were able to, to uh, spend there. That was a faith community Bible church, um, and uh, yeah, so we actually got to tear down um, a wall, the kids, I think that was their, some of their favorite moments. Dalton, yeah. <laughs> Dalton's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we have, uh, yeah, they got to actually tear down this wall, uh, and then we painted, and it was all in their youth area, and we painted it all up. We'll show you pictures. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to let them tell the story later. But 
what we did on this trip. This trip was this trip was all about evangelism. We talked about evangelism from the time in which we left until the time in which we got back. Um, some of uh, of the uh, the students are uh, probably sick of hearing about what's in your hand. Any any of you? Not, not nothing. Yeah, we talked about what God has put already put in your hand. We talked about how Moses, when when the uh, uh, he encountered uh, the Lord at the burning bush, uh, he says, uh, "I can't do this. You know, I'm not equipped." And, he, and the Lord says, "Hey, what's in your hand? Uh, a stick? No, 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 no. So the 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 the, uh, um, uh, the staff of the Lord. You know, and understanding that uh, what God did was He took." what Moses already had, and he used it to, um, to uh, accomplish his purpose uh, and his plan. So we talked a lot about that, but what we really, really, really focused on was the good news of Jesus Christ. We talked about the gospel. We talked about how it's important. Over the next two other weeks, so the ne- these next three weeks, today and then two other weeks, we're, it's all going to be focused on, uh, um, as, not as if other weeks aren't, but it's all going to be focused on the message of the gospel. It's going to be focused on this tool in which I'm going to go over with you today. Um, And and then we're going to um, just, I hope that that, that you, like all of the the, the kids, the young adults that went on this trip, can um, just soak in the need for communicating the truth of God's Word. And not only the need for it, um, but be able to do it unashamedly. Um, just as Paul says in Romans chapter 1, uh, verse 16, for, I'm, uh, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, for the power of, uh, of God unto salvation. So understanding that uh, what we do and the reason that we do all that we do is for one central purpose, and that is to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. So you all have your little pieces of paper here? Uh, if you look at this, this is... Um, I guess this would be considered a track. I, I, I mean, I don't know. It, it kind of looks like one. But this is not intended, and the reason I gave everybody one, this is really not intended for you to give to someone. What, what, what we want to do is uh, we want to look at this as a tool. Uh, we want to, to see this and to be able to learn what it says. Hopefully you can, because there's only really four points here, I think you can, you'll see it's pretty simplistic. Um, you, you'll see where the, the, the flow of it, but my, my hope is that you can store this in, in your heart. Uh, like our, our, our young adults did. I'm, I'm sure that they could probably recite this by now, right? You guys going to recite? Is that what you're going to talk about later? No, you, you don't know yet? No? Oh, okay. Um, but uh, the idea is to be properly equipped. And we talked with our, our kids out, uh, with, uh, uh, using uh, Ephesians chapter 4. Uh, uh, talking about how we are to be equipped to do ministry. Everyone is to be equipped to do ministry. And what we don't want to do is say, all right, we're to equip you and then say, hey, good luck on that. Well, we want to equip you with tools in which you can use. Yes, this is just a little piece of paper that we, uh, you know, that we ordered and we got in the mail, but the, the words on this little piece of paper are what can change a life. Not, not because it's some secret potion or abracadabra or anything like that. No, it's because of the truths that are contained in these, in these words. So what I want to do is I just want to go through these four things. 
That's why I said it's going to be, uh, my, my, my plan is to be done before 11 o'clock. So that gives us about a half hour for the kids to come up. And I, I'm sure that Javier's probably going to take most of, most of that time, right? Yeah? Well, between you and your sister, Amelia's going to be singing for us. So. Yeah? Yeah? No? No? Okay. So uh, when, 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 we, uh, um, when we embark on any day, and when I say embark, I think that we should look at every day of our life as a journey which we are set on. So, so don't we, we should never get up in the morning and be like, oh, you know, I ain't got nothing to do, and you know, I, I don't. God doesn't, God doesn't have any plans for me. Or maybe you just wake up like, ah, man, I was so exhausted from all those little rugrats and teenagers and everything running around. Man, I don't even want to go to church. Then my wife says, you have to. You're the pastor. Uh, <laughs> Oh man, that alarm clock went off multiple times this morning. I, I, yeah, I even made Haley late for a worship team practice because. Oh, speaking of worship team practice, did you see the bald the bald guy on the drums? Jake, that a boy, that a boy. Jake's he he's been saying he wants to learn to drum. That's awesome. I mean, that, you did good. You did good. No, thank you. I think that's that's an awesome. Uh, uh, act of service, but um, yeah, so so yeah, I made Haley late because I uh, uh, I didn't want to get out of bed. But you know, we can always have excuses. But what we have to understand is what we need to do is we need to wake up every morning and we need to understand that God has plan, has purpose for us. If God has a, a, a plan and a purpose, He's already given you breath in the body so you can be alive, so you can accomplish His plan and His purpose. As we went on a mission trip th- this week. I, I hope that our, our, our students were able to see that God has a bigger plan and a bigger purpose than they thought. Um, as they were able to uh, go to a place where was not the, um, the, the normal for them, was, was outside for some, outside of their comfort zones. Uh, for others, it was interacting with people that they would not normally interact with or putting up with people that annoy the crap out of them. Any anybody? My why are you why are you raising your hand, woman? Me? Yeah, but we understand. But when we do that, we we have to understand. We have to think about like you know, God still has or has this plan, this purpose for us. And as we go on the these these trips together, this journey throughout the day, what I want us to do. I want us to be equipped to engage um, people that God brings in our lives. There is no such thing as a coincidence. Would you guys agree with that? Some would say, I don't know. I don't believe that there's any such thing as a coincidence. I don't believe that God uh, uh, makes every meeting happen and we're like puppets. I don't believe that either. But what I do believe is that God ordains meetings that happen. And when God ordains meetings to happen... He, he does that for a purpose. A, a lot of times when, when we um, encounter someone and we're, we have this itch, like, man, I really should you know, tell them about Jesus, but uh, I don't know, maybe next time. Uh, what we have a, that tendency to do, we, we, we kind of psych ourselves out. And, and, and if you don't have to raise your hand, but if anybody wants to be honest in here and wants to be bold, have you ever been in a situation where you're like, man, I really want to tell them about Jesus, but I just don't know where to start. Or I don't know what to say. Anybody? Okay. Some of, yeah, all right. 
So we have this, like, I, I, I want to. And that was what, what we were trying to help uh, foster on this trip was, like, the, the want in the, the, the young people's lives, the want to tell Jesus, about Jesus, but not only foster the want, but also equip them with the how to do it. That's where this, this little uh, card comes in. And if you look, what, what's it say on the, on the front of it? The best news. Not, not, very, not very hard to, uh, um, you know, to, to determine what it is that you're going to be talking about. We're going to talk about the best news ever. God bless you. The, the best news ever. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me, Zach. So if you have a child that come, came home with a sniffly nose, everybody seemed to get something on this trip. Your kid, our adults as well, we were all sharing. Germs and all, right? Um, there were there were uh, a couple that um, had to uh, you know take a day off, and you know it was. But it's all right. It, it, I don't think that we've had a mission trip yet that we haven't had somebody get some sort of sick. Um, but anyhow, back, back back to what we're talking. That's not the bad news that we're going to talk about right now. But um, what we're going to talk about is the best news ever. I, I want I want all of us. And I know that some are going to be like, oh, I've already heard the gospel. Fine. Because you're a Billy Graham and you've won so many people to the Lord, uh, you just can uh, you know, play on your phone and just ignore me for the next you know, 20 minutes, okay? The rest of us want to get equipped so that when we come into contact with people, that we can have more tools in our tool belt so that we can uh, hopefully see people come to the Lord. At least communicate the gospel. That was one thing that, that we, we told the kids on, on the trip is like, it's not up to you to convert anyone. Like you're not going to win someone to the Lord. You're going to tell them all, all you can do. All we're, we're required to do is tell them the truth. Now, if they come to the Lord, fantastic. But we can't think that, okay, I've got this piece of paper and I know these truths and I'm going to beat this person over the head until they submit. If you do that, the chances are they're not really coming to, they're just saying that they believe in this Jesus guy, so you get the heck away from them. How many of you have had that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, weirdo, right? Now, what we want to do, and we, we communicated to our, our, our kids, our teens, is that, okay, it's not up to you to, to win them. It's up to you to share the good news. And, and what, we, uh, what we're doing here today is just, this is one tool that we use. So, <clears throat> with no further ado, and I, I am, I'm keeping this short because I want the kids to have as much time as, as they want uh, to share with you. Um, point number one, this is where we, we have to start. You always start with the, the, this first point, the, the, this first understanding of, of what is taking place. We have to understand, and when we're communicating the truth about the gospel, you can't go up to someone and say, you know, I got the best news ever. Well, no, the best news ever, I just got a new truck. Or the best news ever, I just started this new job. Or the best news ever is, you know, me and my wife are there. What? No, 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 no. We can't just start with the best news without understanding the bad news and then the worst news. But the bad news is our sin has separated us from God. 
We, we read in, in uh, Romans uh, 3.23 and Romans 6.23, it says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and for the wages of sin is death. So what, what, we, what we need to do is we need to understand that's where we need to begin. I'm not saying that we go out and, and tell people, Hey, you're a sinner. You need Jesus. Well, I mean, some of your friends probably could handle that. But others, they need to be told that there is a reality that has a reality. I was going to say a reality that's real, but that's just kind of a, it doesn't make sense, right? A reality that consumes us or is present that there is something that has taken place. And this something that has taken place is sin has entered into the world. And because of, the, of sin entering into the world, our sin separates us from God. Think about it. Adam and Eve in the garden were made in perfection. God, uh, when they placed them in the garden, he, he provided everything that they needed. But he also put this tree in there so that they could have the choice to, to love him and the choice to not. And I know I'm simplifying this a, a whole bunch. But they, had, they, they chose to, to, put, to partake of the, the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And in that choice, what happened is sin entered into the world. And when sin entered into the world, it separated us from God. When I say us, I'm saying mankind. So because of Adam's original sin, we, uh, through the, 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 process, the process of, of multiplying, right? Through the process uh, 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 that, that takes place, we are inherently sinful. We're all born with sin. And that sin, and, and it, it, if you're sitting here and you're like, man, I, don't, I, don't, I, I ain't really a sinner. I might, it doesn't matter. Little sin, big sin, medium-sized sin, all sin separates. <clears throat> it doesn't matter. And if you're sitting here, I've never sinned. The Bible talks about people like you. It says you're deceived. So understanding that, that, that there, there is this, this reality. I don't believe there's sin in the world. Okay, watch the news. I don't care what news network. Just watch it for about 30 seconds, and you'll see that there's sin. How about this? This is even a better, this is a better way to, to do it. Go look in the mirror. <laughs> right? <clears throat> because there is sin in our life. Now, I'm not saying that so we, we should be like, oh, yeah, I know. I'm such a bad person. No, no, I don't want you. It's not good person, bad person. I want the reality to set in. And when we're talking to people, they need to, they need to have that, that reality set in in their life. They need to understand, okay, that there is sin, and that sin separates us from a holy, righteous, pure God. And that reality, once they grab hold of that reality, that's, that's the, the, the first step. It's, it's that recognition Right. Uh, when, when dealing with um, an addict, one of the, the first steps is realizing that there's a problem. Well, there has to be the realization that there is bad news. And this bad news is our sins has separated us from God. But it doesn't stop with bad news. There is actually worse news. This is the second one on here. The second one is we can do nothing to remove our sin. So it doesn't matter how many times we go into the shower to scrub off our, 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 our sin. It's not going to be removed. It doesn't matter how much good you do. You cannot remove your sin. 
When you're talking to uh, your friends, your family or whatever about the, the bad news, they need to understand not only the bad news that, that we're separated from God, but there's the worst news like you can't do anything about it. Then what's the sense? Well, you can't do anything about it in, in the sense of there's no good, good deeds that will overcome the sin that's in your life. <clears throat> and I know, I know, I know that you, you, some are, are, are thinking, yeah, but I do a lot more good than I do evil. Well, if you were to, how many could honestly say, yeah, but if I were to put my, you know, my sin on one side and my good stuff on the other, my good would way, you know, that would definitely outweigh my, 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 my bad. Well, I, I don't think there's anybody in here that could honestly say that. You know why? Because you're in your head and you know the sins that are in your life. And some of your friends and your family, they have that mentality of like, oh, yeah, but I hope my, my, uh, my good outweighs my bad. Well, if it were good outweighing your bad, don't you think that there would be a whole lot more people trying to do a whole lot more good? And there would be a whole lot less selfish people? Not, no, I know, no one in here is ever selfish, right? But understand what we, what we, what we have to, to uh, look at is that it's not about scales. It's not about doing good and not doing good. The Bible tells us that our righteous deeds are as filthy rags. Now, I didn't say our good deeds. I said our righteous deeds. Like that in which is done in the name of righteousness that is done on your own power. I have to, I have to preface it with that. Done on your own power is before God filthy rags. Well, then why can we? Why why should we do any good? Well, Jesus says in John chapter fifteen, apart from me, you can do no good. So what we can understand is that when we're in Jesus, we're abiding in Jesus. We can do righteousness, and it can be seen by God as good stuff. But that's already after we're in Christ Jesus. We're already, we're already uh, um, in the vine. We've already been grafted into the vine. Before that takes place, there's nothing that I can do to get into this kingdom. What I have to do to get into this kingdom is to accept the gift that has been given, right? We don't earn that. We're not doing a whole bunch. We did not go on this missions trip to earn any special uh, um, um, access to heaven. Now, are there rewards that your children that are believers in Christ will get for um, um, doing this? I believe so. I believe that, that, that God rewards uh, those who are faithful in, in many different ways. It might be here, it might be there. I, I, I don't know, but I, t I, I totally believe that. But we didn't go to, on this missions trip so that we could earn access. Because no matter what we do, the worst news is that we could do nothing to remove our sins. Ephesians uh, 2.8 says it's only by grace. For by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. We don't earn gifts, we receive gifts. And when we receive gifts, we have to open those gifts, right? The bad news is that our sin separates us from the God that loves us. The worst news is that we can't do anything to get to God. 
but it doesn't end there. And, and as you're kind of looking through this, uh, one of the, 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 um, the practical applications uh, uh, that I want you to, to uh, um, you know, practice here is as people are, are starting to come up in your mind, as I started out and I talked about family and friends, as, as these people are starting to, to uh, 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 just starting to run around in your mind, don't let the people, the names run around in your mind and get lost, right? Don't let them run around aimlessly. Write their name down and, and, and ask God, okay, God, why are you bringing this individual up? Because I believe as we're talking about sharing the gospel, God's going to, as believers in in Christ, God's going to bring people to your mind that he wants you to share the gospel with. Well, I'm not, I can't, I can't do that. I'm, you know, I, I just don't got time. Ain't ain't, ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, you do. If you ain't got time to share the good news of Jesus Christ with the person or some person in your life that you love here, you got your priorities mixed up. Well, yeah, but I don't know what to say. Well, you can't say that now because we're equipping you with some good stuff here to say. And the stories or the excuses can be many, but we can't live in the excuse, just like I referred to Moses in the burning bush, Right? He, Moses had, had, had a, a laundry list of things in which I, I, I can't do that. I mean, you know, you, you can't. I, I, and I, I, I use this with the kids. I stutter. Well, oh, oh, okay. Then I'll just send Aaron with you. He'll be your, your mouthpiece. You know, it's not about the, the, the staff and the stuttering. What we have to understand is that God has a purpose. He has a plan. He, he will equip us to do what it is he's told us to. Matthew 28 says, go into all the world and what? Preach the gospel. Teaching them to observe all that I have commanded. Right? So understanding that that God has told us to go and preach and teach and help them understand what it is that He has has commanded us. If God tells us to go, He equips us to do that. That's why we're here today as part of that equipping. That's why your kid went on the mission trip, was part of their equipping in their life and in their walk with Christ, so that they can understand that there is bad news, so that they can understand and communicate that there's also worse news. But it doesn't end there. Look at number three. It goes from worse news to good news. 1 John 1, 7 says he died on a cross and shed his blood for our sins. So that's, this is Jesus died on the cross and shed his blood for our sins. 1 John 1, 7 says the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. So the good news is at the cross, Jesus did for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. Yes, this is elementary when it comes to uh, um, teaching in the church. What I mean by elementary, this is the, the foundational elements. Some of us um, on, on, uh, on Friday <clears throat> went, while we were at the Ark Encounter, went to see Ken Ham uh, speak. He was speaking live there, which was awesome. Um, if you don't know who Ken Ham is, you look him up later. He's the, the, the founder of all of that, the Creation Museum and the Ark and, and, and all of that. And he said something that our culture has, has, is, is crumbling around us because um, that in which we have based our worldview upon 
is man's word and not God's word. And he went through this big old spiel of explaining that we cannot start to build a house from the roof down. You put the roof on, then you put the walls up, and then you put this sand foundation and expect it to work. But that's what we have a tendency to, to, to do, is that we, we, we approach people and we tell them things like, you need to act better, and you need to act like a Christian, or you need to, you need to act you know, like this. And, and, and we approach non-Christians and expect them to do things and to be like uh, Christ-like when they, they don't even have a relationship with them. We look at a world and we're like, this place is just going, going to hell in a handbasket, but they need Jesus. Well, absolutely. But their worldview has been built upon this, this, this sand foundation. Versus we in the church need to uh, continually be teaching fundamental truths like we're talking about today, where our worldview is built upon the Word of God. And because it's built upon the Word of God, then you can erect the walls, and then you can uh, you know, put the, the, the roof on. And then when the, 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 uh, the winds of doctrine, the waves start crashing from the world, all this stuff happens that we are not tossed to and fro, but we can stand firm. When we talk about our, our, our children and going into the schools and everything, we, we can't think that they're, that, that, oh, yeah, just because they, they you know, they, you know we're, we're Christians, so they, they must be Christians, and yeah, they go to church, but you know, they, they should be good. We can't just assume that. What we have to do is we have to make sure they have a good foundation, that their foundation is uh, uh, rooted and grounded in God's Word. Because the reality is the world is going to toss and turn and throw stuff at, at, at them. But what we have to do is we have to take these fundamental truths like this, that at the cross Jesus did for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. What, what we understand is they have to take these fundamental truths and we have to build upon them. I'm not saying add to Jesus. I'm not saying that upon, at all. I'm saying that we need to build upon the, the truth of God's Word. And here, the truth being that, that um, the, the bad news is real, that we're separated from God. The worst news is we can't do anything to get rid of our sin. We can't do anything to, to pay that sin debt. But the good news is at the cross, nowhere else, at the cross, Jesus did the, what, for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. He paid the penalty for sin. And, and, and some of you can um, already envision in your head that, that track when we were little that, that, that was out there that's actually in part of the, uh, um, the, the stuff that we gave out to your kids of man on one hill and God on another and this great chasm that's in between that can't be filled. It's a bottomless pit. And then, then there's this picture of the cross in between that, that bridges man to God. Because the good news is that at the cross, Jesus did for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. But it doesn't stop there. The best news, because what, what happens, we, we tell, hey, hey Johnny, here's the bad news. Here's the worst news. But the good news is, you know, Jesus, he, he did for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. And Johnny sits there like, huh, that is good news. 
But there's a better news, and I don't want to downplay the good news of God's redemptive plan and what we understand about how we use the terminology. But the best news is that through faith, we freely receive forgiveness and eternal life. The best news. So, so not only is it good news that God has given this, to us. Not only is it the good news that God did this for us, but the best news is that through faith, no other, not, not through works, not through anything else, that through faith we freely receive forgiveness. And it's not just receiving forgiveness as if that's not enough, but we receive eternal life. Like, like Kurt was talking about these seeds that, 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 that are planted. These seeds that, that, and what comes to mind is the the parable of the sower. It's going and throwing seeds, and some fall on the on the 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 path, and some fall on the rocky soil, and some fall on uh, in the thorns. But there's those who fall on the good ground. What we understand is that the seeds of eternal life that come from God's word, word, because the Bible tells us where we're. Faith comes from, right? Faith comes from hearing and hearing what? The Word of God. Absolutely. Understand that this eternal life, the best news ever, is that we have been given this opportunity, this gift from God. And the gift from God is none other than Jesus Christ Himself and His death, His burial, His resurrection. We, we gave all your, the kids the, the, this little bracelet here, this gray bracelet that says that he came, he died, he rose again, he ascended, he's coming again. We gave them that to, so they have the gospel on their wrist at all times so they can understand what it means. Actually, one of the things that I love to do is I just like to kind of look at it. I'm thinking, all right, if somebody <clears throat> were to ask me, well, what's this little you thing? How would, I, how would I approach this or how would I do that? And just kind of run through some scenarios in your head. And, and, and sharpen some of these tools. Because the worst thing that we could do is give you a tool and you put it in the shed and it never be used. I'm, I got a lot of tools. And they got a lot of rust on them. <laughs> because at one time, maybe I, I was given that, but if you don't use them, and if, you don't, if, you, if you're given a, a, a tool and it's not used, and it's just like put away, what good is that tool? Well, that's not what we want to do with, with, with this tool that's given here. What we want to do is we want to, to be equipping everyone, and then let's sharpen up each other. Let, 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 let's say, okay, maybe this is a, a, an application for this week, is husbands, wives, friends, however you guys want to do this, go through this with one another. Just talk about it. Maybe even do a, like a mock you know, uh, um, evangelism drill. You know, just don't, but don't start by going up to your wife and saying, you need Jesus. Let me tell you about him. No, because that probably will result in a real emergency room visit. Um, but no, just use this as a, a practical application, a practical guide for what it is that we are to do. Starts with the bad news, goes to worst news, goes to the, comes to the good news, and then we get the best news ever. On this, you see this last point, and it's not even a point, it's kind of a summation of everything. Romans 10, 9. And it's talking, so this is the, 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 the bad news, worst news, the good news, the best news. There's an accepting of this free gift. 
Because like I've said many of times, when you are given the free gift, you have to receive it. You have to accept it. The accepting of this gift is found in, in Romans 10, 9. It says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. The accepting of this gift is understanding that, yes, there is bad news and there is even worse news, but there's good news and there's bad, the best news. And because all of this is true and all of this is real, I'm going to accept Christ. I want to accept Him as Lord and Savior of my life. When we were out there in the St. Louis area, that was something that I, I guarantee that your, your children heard over and over. Not just from me, not just from Scott, not just from Raiden, but over and over from the pastors of those churches out there as well, was that this is all about God's plan. This is His good news that, that Jesus is Lord, that the kingdom needs to be advanced, and we are His laborers. The fields are white unto har harvest. Pray earnestly for those laborers. Pray earnestly that, that God uses uh, these tools and equips us so that we can go out and that we can present this gospel in a way which people can not only hear it, but respond to it. That's a tool. And you can see at the end, there's a little uh, prayer, um, a, the, the sinner's prayer. You, it, that obviously is just a, an example. You don't have to pray that. You, you, you can use that as a guide when you are dealing with uh, the individual in which you are dealing with. But I, I want to encourage you to just, just to know it. Just, just to know the, the, this truth. So just to know the, 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 the bad, the worst, the good, and the best. And then just to know the, the, the verses that are associated with each one. I mean, if you do, you can, you can talk for a good long time. I mean, I talked for 30 minutes about it. And, but, you know, I like to talk. So, but this is a good... Shut up, Bobby. This is a good... This is a good tool for your toolbox. Amen?